Update at noon, midday to 1 p.m. Well, uh, the SAA story is uh, what's stopping uh, the agenda for us this afternoon. And uh, we are uh, going to start by just uh, taking a look at what happened yesterday when Public Enterprises Minister Praveen Gordhan uh, said that government does not want to fire uh, the uh, sale of assets of troubled national airliner SAA, uh, nor for the carrier to be liquidated. Now, he told a parliamentary committee that the government was in talks with the rescue practitioners who are in charge of the state-owned SAA on how best to save the airline, which entered a form of bankruptcy protection in December last year. We uh, also want to indicate that there should be no fire sale of important assets of SAA, nor should there be any movement towards liquidation when, in fact, there are many alternatives that can, in fact, be pursued. And uh, as I said earlier on, government expects SAA as the national flag carrier uh, to take responsibility for by being paid uh, for the repatriation process. Uh, But also there are huge opportunities on the cargo side uh, to, in fact, earn income in, in this process as well. So some of the legal issues that we are contending with is when exactly is a proper and fully-fledged business rescue plan going to be presented. And that, uh, at best, what we have given to us yesterday morning is, let's call it an outline, but much of it is about history. Not too much of it is about what the solution is, but we want to engage in constructive engagements with the practitioners about alternate routes uh, to a constructive outcome uh, of the business rescue process. And by that we mean we need to understand what should the shape of a new airline be. And we've invested as a department a fair amount of energy, time, and the retention of experts to give us a design of a potential future airline, which should be completed shortly. And uh, so what's the migration route from between where we are at this point in time and where we want to get to? But the one thing that we must be absolutely clear is that the old SAA as it exists will not exist into the, into the future. Partly for the reasons that it was not competitive and unviable as it was at that particular point in time, our apologies for the abrupt end to that uh, particular clip. But uh, the minister also says that government will be meeting with the business rescue practitioners in the next two days on the restructuring of the airline. We want to engage in constructive engagements with the practitioners about alternate routes uh, to a constructive outcome uh, of the business rescue process. And by that we mean we need to understand what should the shape of a new airline be. And we've invested as a department a fair amount of energy, time and the retention of experts to give us uh, a design of a potential future airline which should be completed shortly. And uh, so what's the migration route from between where we are at this point in time and where we want to get to? But the one thing that we must be absolutely clear is that the old SAA as it exists will not exist into the, into the future, partly for the reasons that it was not competitive and unviable as it was at that particular point in time, but also because of the whole environment, both within aviation and in the economy more generally has changed very significantly. And nobody can quite anticipate what air travel is going to be like 
even two months down the line as we as we go. There is a Section 189 process that the business rescue practitioners had initiated with some of the trade unions, while others had, had refused to be part of that process. But I will address that in a moment in a different section. And uh, the Companies Act does prescribe that where important decisions are to be made by the business rescue practitioners, there must be adequate consultation with the shareholder. And, and, and our view is that uh, that hasn't been entirely the case. But these are matters that in a bilateral session we will be raising as we have raised before. We believe that there is an alternative, if you like, transition process that is possible. And uh, we will be putting forward those proposals to the businesses, your practitioners, uh, as I said, in the next 48 hours or so, depending on when uh, the uh, meeting is scheduled. Godan also lauded the role played by South African Airways staff in efforts to rescue the airline. He says that in discussions with the trade unions, they agreed to take salary cuts of up to 40% to ensure SAA's survival. Uh, I think all of them, if not the majority of them, have in fact agreed to take a 50% or a, let's say, a... Uh, uh, a, a cut in salary, and depending on your income level, there's a step up and a step down uh, in a particular formula that can be utilized. But I think workers need to be commended for taking that step, and the higher earners will take a bigger cut, and the lower earners take no or very little of a cut uh, in their salaries, so that that money could be utilized to take SA, help SAA go beyond uh, the end of May. So to sum up on SAA, uh, we, are, we have a, an institution that is still in business rescue. It has the potential to be restructured into something new, which is what uh, government wants. In that new arrangement, there could be strategic equity partners and be receiving all sorts of offers, but uh, some are suspect and some are vacuous and some may be of substance. So they will be evaluated by a team of experts uh, and not, our, not ourselves. But fourthly, uh, we need to find some quick answers uh, in terms of how do we extend the work that SA is doing under the current conditions uh, beyond May. And then lastly, we want a constructive resolution to the transition from the old to the new. And that is going to be the subject of further discussions as we go forward as, as well. And that was Public Enterprises Minister Praveen Gordhan. So for more on this, we joined on the line now by a chartered accountant and commentator, Kaisi Tole. Good afternoon. Thanks for speaking to us. Good afternoon and good afternoon to the listeners. So, Kaya, um, very interesting, but also a rather confusing what's happening with SAA at the moment, or perhaps I'm the only one who's confused. So, business rescue practitioners on the one hand, the minister and uh, the unions and other employees on the other hand. And uh, if we listen to what the minister is saying there, Kaya, uh, he's talking about perhaps uh, inadequate consultation on the part of the business rescue practitioners, but also asking for a fully fledged business plan. So what exactly is going on? I think the confusion is not just at the ministerial level, but I think throughout 
all the stakeholders that are involved in this process, no one really knows what it is that is going on. And we do remember that when the business rescue process was started, it was with this idea that obviously the business rescue practitioners would eventually table a plan of alternatives and say this is what we think ought to happen and this is the cost of option one versus option two or whatever other options are there. And on the basis of what they would have tabled, then a decision would have been made. So it started going horribly wrong when they missed absolutely every single deadline imposed on them by the Companies Act, and they kept asking for extensions. But of course, these extensions are costly because for as long as they remain active on the job, they need to get paid. And as we now know, they then engaged additional consultants to help them with this particular job, which means that the cost of the business rescue process kept escalating without the deliverables being seen by at least the Department of Public Enterprises. So I think it is that in that inability to deliver on a tangible or cogent basis plan that is acceptable across all stakeholders where we are now seeing the confusion. And unfortunately, it has translated to everyone speaking in parallel lines past each other. The unions seem to be thinking that we're talking about one entity. The business rescue practitioner obviously think that there's another entity altogether and the department seems to be talking about a completely unrelated entity so you're not seeing the meeting of the minds between them saying this is where we are and this is what happens next which is very unfortunate particularly for us taxpayers who've been had to, who had to foot the bill, the bill of up to five and a half billion rand in just five months alone. Kaya, the minister talking about 5.5 billion rand being spent since last December by the business rescue practitioners and saying there's no demonstrable progress. Well, that is the great problem here in that in the initial arrangements, the agreement was that they would be given at least 2 billion rand in the form of post-commencement financing by the creditors and another 2 billion rand from the state. And remember that initial 4 billion rand is a necessity for them to start doing their job. Now, unfortunately, it started with the Department of Public Enterprises and the Ministry of Finance actually going back on the agreement to provide the two billion rent. They simply just didn't do it, even though it had been promised. And that led to the Development Bank of South Africa having to step in. And by the time they stepped in, the cost had actually escalated beyond the original demand of two billion rent, and it now reached. 3.5 3.5 billion. So that's how we ended up with 5.5 billion rand being put on the table. But even that 5.5 billion rand, the business rescue practitioners then decided to have the audacity to come back and ask for another 10 billion rand. And throughout that process, we were not being told that, oh, by the way, this is how far we are in the process. This is why the 10 billion rand is warranted and this is where the 5.5 billion rand has gone. And I think it's this lack of accountability that the minister is speaking about tomorrow, where they've got the sole discretion to do whatever is needed in order to rescue the business that is now coming back to bite us because obviously they're not accountable to anyone except themselves. But we are the ones that have to foot the bill. And then you have the department on the one hand, Kaya, or seemingly working and speaking to the unions about a restructuring process for SAA, while the business rescue practitioners are talking about implementing Section 189, which would lead to retrenchments. So what does this mean? Has the minister lost faith in the business rescue process? Well, I think the problem here is that even if this was a normal process where everybody was on the same page, you would still have retrenchments happening anyway because what you would have seen is that the reason SAA ended up in a business rescue process in the first place was simply because its ability to contain its costs and make them in line with their revenues quite simply didn't exist. So jobs are already on the line regardless of the uh, of the decline in, 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 in stakeholder relations. So the jobs are always going to be on the line. But of 
of course, jobs are now definitely on the line because of the coronavirus pandemic, which has meant that the entire sector is actually put in a research mode for at least the next four to five months. So the issue of jobs is not something that anyone can avoid. Now, it sounds like when we're speaking to the ministry and other stakeholders, they are of the opinion that, you know, there shouldn't be a retrenchment process if the business rescue practitioners had done their job. That is quite simply not accurate. The business rescue practitioners could have done the best job. I'm not saying that's what they did, but even if they'd done the best job, there would still be a Section 189 process on the line, simply because you have to emerge from this with an entity that is operating in a very different world to what the world was in December when the business rescue started. In fact, this is a world that some people don't even know when whether, when it's going to resume being a world of aviation to begin with. So the 189 process was always going to be there. It's just that now it's being used as a point of highlighting the departure points rather than actually saying that, well, never mind what the business rescue practitioners have done. We acknowledge that jobs were going to be lost. It's not a question of how many and what is the impact on the sector at large. So with the department embarking on this restructuring process, is there still a need for the business rescue practitioners at SAA? Well, the the department cannot actually engage in a restructuring process because there's nothing to restructure. SAA, as we know, it is under the custody of the business rescue practitioners who are still within their rights to come out of this and say, well, the conclusion we've reached is that this must be, uh, this entity must be liquidated. So the power still rests with them. Now, whether the shareholder can veto that and say, well, actually, we disagree with you because this is what we have to do differently, becomes a question of money because they will be asked, okay, you said this is the option. What if we don't like that option and we want option B? And then the answer will be, well, that's how much option B is going to cost you. You have to handle over that amount of money to us so that we can continue with the process. So I don't think that the Department of Public Enterprises is correct in saying that, well, we've decided to engage in a unilateral restructure um, regardless of what the business rescue practitioners are doing because we're still talking about one entity. And I think also what the department is doing is sort of utilizing the words and navigating around the terms to say, well, something new will emerge. Well, if something new will emerge, you simply must then fast-track the process of decimating what exists so that the new um, entity that rises must actually be fast-tracked. So there's no point in delaying by going to the courts and speaking to the unions, make a call, decide what it looks like, and then start doing that immediately. But clearly, we're not going to have two entities, one run by the business rescue team and another run by the Department of Public Enterprises. That's quite, quite simply not going to happen. So for as long as DPE says there's a new entity, well, kill off the existing one. There's no point in trying to run two parallel processes. It's expensive for us. And just finally, the court process that is currently underway, the application by uh, the largest trade unions to stop the retrenchment of employees at SAA currently. So what do you make of that? Because, again, it speaks to these parallel processes that are happening. It's difficult to imagine what the desired outcome is because in the one case you would think that the court, if it agrees with the unions that, of course, this process should not be done, well, then you could simply liquidate the company the day after. And this is something that is quite simply not far from, you know, reality particularly when the business rescue practitioners keep saying that we've run out of money, we can't even pay the salaries, we need 10 billion rand, which is what they asked for. So if we take them on their, if we take them on what they said, there is no money left to pay anyone. So you could literally say, yes, of course, you're not going to do the retrenchment, but because there's no money and there's no source of funding, well, no one is going to get paid anyway. And then the question you'd have to ask is, well, what exactly does that mean for the employees? So I think at some point in time, we need to be able to read through the lines of what it is that the unions are saying. So they say they want to stop the process. When you stop a process, are you now saying that the people must remain on the payroll? There is no payroll because there's no money to pay anyone. 
Okay, Satrula, thanks so much for unpacking all of that for us, a chartered accountant and commentator, Kaya Sitole there. Right, before I get to some of your comments, I just want to go back to that story. We did indicate uh, that we are keeping an eye on developments on the Labour Court, and this, of course, uh, relating to SAA. Now, the Labour Court in Johannesburg is hearing an application by uh, South African Airways' largest unions to try and stop the retrenchment of employees by the airline's business rescue practice. The National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa, NUMSA, and the South African Cabin Crew Association want the retrenchment notices under Section 189 of the Labor Relations Act that was sent out to employees declared unlawful because the plan to rescue the airline has not yet been seen by the unions concerned. And uh, we heard earlier in uh, the minister's pronouncement as well that he also was uh, waiting for a comprehensive plan. But for more on this and perhaps uh, at this point an outcome, we'll find out from Amina Akram. Uh, she joins us now by uh, t- via telephone uh, to give us the latest. Amina, good afternoon and uh, please take us through what has happened thus far. Good afternoon to you and your listeners. Well, the judgment for this particular case has been reserved and both counsels for the unions and the business rescue practitioners have argued since morning until this time regarding as to whether the business rescue practitioners should go ahead or whether the judge should rule in favor of them stopping these retrenchments. So um, the arguments from the unions was that uh, technically the business rescue practitioners have not um, given any sort of business plan. And in terms of their argument is that it is, uh, according to them, they are saying they need to see what they're retrenching, what skills they're putting, you know, what people they're, they're, they're putting back in, what people they're leaving out. They're saying they don't have anything. They just can't have this mass retrenchment of people without having a plan. And they say that, but then you have arguments from the business rescue practitioners who say that, you know, um, they've tried to engage with the unions, but there was a lockdown. And they've also argued that um, currently the aviation industry is facing financial challenges. I mean, huge financial challenges. We had uh, just this week that Combair also um, is one of the other airlines that fell. So it's not a new thing that the aviation sector is facing serious challenges. However, they say together with that, they do not need a business rescue uh, plan to go ahead with the retrenchments. They say they need a, a sort of like an agreement with, uh, with the employees for them to go ahead uh, with the business plan. So this is yet to see in which favor the judge will, will rule in. Now, Aminia, earlier this week, there was some sort of indication that the unions and the business rescue practitioners had entered into a retrenchment agreement, if you will. Do you know anything more about that? And do you also know whether any of the other unions at SAA have signed the said agreement? There was some, um, according to what I know, is that there was some employees who actually signed these retrenchment packages, the ones that they had initially proposed. Um, What it entails, I'm not really sure, because South African Airlines is a huge organization, and obviously different departments and uh, different employees were signing different packages. However, the unions were telling the uh, you know the employees not to sign until there's a conclusive um, you know agreement. We, what I do currently know is that there's a framework, a sort of like an agreement being worked 
between the Department of Public Enterprise Unions and their business rescue practitioners, which is currently ongoing. Yesterday, there was a presentation in uh, Parliament by the Department of Public Enterprise, basically on SOEs and state-owned entities as to what their forward plan will be regarding um, in, in the in the wake of this COVID-19 pandemic. So we are yet to know what would happen to these employees. The deadline for them to sign these retrenchment packages, as um, announced by Pravin Godan, was the eighth of May, which is yesterday, but we've been hearing um, arguments from the council. We've been seeing dates that have been probably moved to Tuesday next week. So we're not very we're not sure whether the, the employees will continue to sign these retrenchment packages tomorrow or whether this has been extended until next week, next week on Tuesday. And what exactly will happen to South African Airlines, whether it is to be restructured, partly liquidated, what is going to happen to their assets. These are the arguments that the unions are saying there is no clear um, plan, as they are calling it, from the business rescue practitioners as to the way forward for the airline. And so they are saying, how could you retrench? if you don't have a, pl- a plan in place. And, that, and hence the reason as to why they went to court today. Amina, thanks for that update. Our reporter Amina Akram uh, giving us the latest there. Uh, the Labour Court in Johannesburg reserving judgment in that application brought by South African Airways unions uh, to try and uh, interdict the retrenchment process at uh, the airliner. Now joining us now uh, is the president of the South African Cabin Crew Association, uh, Zazi Sibanyoni Mugambi. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Welcome to Update at Noon. Good afternoon and afternoon to your listeners. Um, Zazi, first off, uh, what are some of the reasons that you are opposing the Section 189 um, of the Labor Relations Act notices that have been uh, dispersed to your members? I mean, I think we've always said that um, you cannot contemplate retrenchments until you have a plan, uh, because then what informs the amount of people that you envision to you, you want to retrench? So therefore, you need a plan in order to... to to, to uh, make sense of the amount of people that you want to, to retrench. So the business rescue practitioners have failed to provide the plan. And also, you could remember that last year we had, a, in our wage agreement, a training layoff, which uh, the company was supposed to have applied for, where people would have had to leave SAA. So this um, the terms would have funded this particular layoff for a period of 12 months, which also, also the business rescue practitioners refused to implement. So we are saying... There cannot be retrenchments until there is a clear business rescue plan. And we are not saying that we are, we, we are completely against uh, seeing how, what happens with jobs, but it needs to be informed by a plan, and which doesn't exist. So we understand that you met with uh, the Minister of Public Enterprises, Praveen Gordon. Um, please talk us through some of the agreements that you've struck. I mean, uh, we, we've, we've, been, we've been in meetings since, I think, last week around the leadership compact, um, where basically the minister has said we need to devise a plan in order for us to, to see how SAA can, can become in the future or the new sort of SAA. And basically all unions are part of this uh, uh, engagement where we are literally business, building the business rescue plan on behalf of the business rescue practitioners. Um, the minister has also made it clear to the uh, business rescue practitioners um, that he has afforded them $5.5 billion and it's, it, it cannot be accounted for, and he can no longer provide money into that particular process. 
Um, hence, we are hard, hard at work trying to come up with a plan and um, in order to present it to the business rescue practitioners in order to, to show what the future of SA would look like. So you're talking about SAA. Is that your understanding in terms of this uh, proposed restructuring that uh, we are told uh, the department and yourselves as unions have entered into? Is it a new entity or are we talking about SAA in a different guise? I mean, it's SAA, but then you would be aware that um, uh, South African uh, Express is also under provisional liquidation. And basically, our engagements are around building a new model um, that will incorporate uh, SA Express and all the other subsidiaries of SAA. And we're basically looking at the best way to do that in order to come up with a profitable uh, and, uh, you know, well-managed leadership sort of airline. So we're still in the process, but it's going very well, and I think we're doing great work. And SAA, uh, I mean, SA Express uh, employees on their part have expressed uh, dismay that they are not featuring anywhere in all of this. And and, then they feel that they've been left out. So from your perspective as the SA Cabin Crew Association, why is that the case? Well, I can can admit nothing much has been said in the public arena around SA SA Express, which which just justifies how they feel. Um, but I can, I, I, we have even uh, said this to them, that in this particular leadership compact with the minister, SA Express is very much a part of, of, of the model where, you know, post-COVID, we're going to see a shrinkage of the airline business. We're going to have to play around with the different gauge of aircraft, which would include the small aircraft from SACS, which would include, um, you know, medium-range aircraft and long-range aircraft, which that plan would have to include a model like South African Airways Express. So that's precisely what we're doing in this compact, and it's, it's, it's taking shape. And it definitely includes SA Express. Be good if someone spoke to them, though, Zazi. And then and just finally, uh, reports that you've agreed to 40%, um, up to 40% pay cuts. Uh, is that correct? And if so, for how long? Um, just to say about the last point, we are absolutely speaking to our members as Boomsa and Saka. We're very clear with our members as to where that stands. But in terms of the SAA um, um, salary cuts, yes, our members have overwhelmingly agreed to to salary cuts. Um, So this is on a sliding scale. So one, uh, for instance, the people that um, earn the least would take about a 6% cut, and then it goes up as to, you know, uh, to the higher income brackets. So we, we, we have agreed to do that, and I think all unions have got a clear mandate that this is something we're going to do. Well, we'll leave it there for now. Thank you so much, uh, SA Cabin Crew Association President Azazi Spanyoni Mugambi. And uh, we did try to get hold of the business rescue practitioners for comment, and they said they are not talking at the moment. Also tried to get comment from the Department of Public Enterprises unsuccessfully so at this point.